back to the Backdoor Cover Network. I'm Phil. As always, I'm joined by my main man, Vinny. Vinny, what is happening? What is going on? Phil, I got a good little, uh, a little, little something for you to start the show. Lay it on me. All right, so gambling.com has ranked the least intelligent fan bases in the NFL. Do you see this one? I have not. Oh, good. All right. You want to guess who the smartest was? Is it like a website? Gambling.com. Right. Gambling. Gambling. Yeah. It's it's saying who the smartest what sports gamblers are. No, who the least intelligent fan bases in the NFL oh, are. Sure. Well, yeah. I probably should start with the Indianapolis Colts because I just muff <laughs> that question. <laughs> so the Bills were ranked as the smartest. All right. A lot of Buffalo, New York uh, education up there. These are the same buffoons that almost caused a pause on primetime last year for throwing snowballs on the active playing field. Yeah, I mean, and, and jumping through tables. Balls. Jumping through tables. Uh, the Eagles swooped in at 18th. Okay, middle of the pack. Uh, this is actually way better than I expected. Uh, we actually got some credit. Uh, I don't know how, uh, no, if this is general intelligence or football intelligence. If it's the latter, this is, this is a sham. We're number one, right. uh, not the Bills. But finally, the least intelligent fan award fan base goes to Cleveland Browns, New York football giants. Makes sense. You know, there's an Eagles fan. It makes sense. They're close to us, you know, geographically, but man, are they dumb up there in North Jersey. (laughs) That's all I've got. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure the listeners will really, really be captivated by that unless they're giants fans. And then they, you know, won't even remember why they're listening to this because they're so, so dumb. No uh, further but, comment. Yep. We're going to preview the NFC South tonight. Uh, that's the Saints, Falcons, Panthers, and Bucks. Um, this division is really, really bad. So, you know, uh, there's some parity. The, the Saints are plus 130 to win the division. The Falcons plus 230. The Panthers are 4-1 to one, led by Frank Reich. And the Bucks are 8-1. to one. Let's start at the bottom of the division, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Their win total mm. is set at six and a half. You can have the over at plus money, plus 116. The under, juiced, minus 130. Playoffs, yes, four to one. No, minus 450. Vince, what do you think about this Tampa Bay team without Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean, it's essentially the same team from a personnel standpoint without Brady. Um, Todd Bowles is a great defensive coach, but Brady leaving exposed, you know, Brian, uh, Byron Leftwich um, is maybe not up to the task at OC. Uh, but Tom called the place. Um, I think everybody knew that. Um, you know, I think uh, when I look at the over-under total, I can't, um, gosh, I can't get them over over five. It's hard for me to get them over five, um, but that juice line there is, uh, you know, is not friendly. Yeah, I... I- I kind of lean over the the six Whoa. and a half, yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm a nut job. Um, I, I gotta hear this. All right, well, like you said, there's a lot of the same pieces here. Uh, Mike okay. Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, yeah. pretty good, pretty good targets out there. Uh huh. Baker Mayfield at quarterback. I'm flying the Baker flag. I'm planting it like he no. did it at Oklahoma. The guy, he he wants to win. He's just really mm-hmm. short, so he's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> but I still believe in Baker. You know, he he, right. was, he was two and three with the Rams last year, you know, on, uh-huh. on some like uh, some one off duty. They flew him in same day and he started on a Thursday night. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You do love a good underdog story. Uh, I do. Which, which goes to show that you're paying no attention to his seven picks and nine practices. Now, these are seven on seven practices, Phil. <laughs> All right. So there's less people out there uh, yes. to, to intercept this. So it's probably more like, what, That's like right. 19 interceptions in the first two weeks or something? You know, when, when the solid piece. It's a solid piece. All right, there might so, be some, some props there. Meanwhile, the beat writers are uh, sharing that Kyle Trask is busy showing poise in the pocket. So, not, not Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. Uh, okay, well, here's hoping that Baker wins the job. But, um, you know, on the defensive side, like you said, Todd Bowles, a competent defensive coach. They still have Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, Antoine Winfield Jr. I mean, this, this team has a lot of veterans that – weren't ready to, to pack it in. I don't think these, these guys, um, you know, they'll, they'll be motivated to still win. There's a lot of rookies around there. They still have a pretty good offensive line. You know, Tristan Wirfs is good. Uh, Russell Gage is a, a third wide receiver. I sort of like this team. Uh, they're well coached on the defensive side. I, there's a couple props that I like a little bit better than, than more, uh, you know, than the wind total, I would say. Okay. Let's hear it. All right, I'm I'm on Mike Evans over touchdowns. Um, this I think is sort of a small number. I I believe. Dang it! I, I wish I had it written down. I'll have to to look it up here. You know, it's hard to make a case when you don't know what the number is. You know what I mean? So mm. talk about Mike Evans for a minute while I look this up. Well, you know what I like to talk about is is uh, Dave Canales. So bringing him in as the uh, the offensive coordinator. You know, it's a big bet here that. He's a longtime Seahawks assistant, can bring what he's learned, implement a true scheme-based offense in Tampa. Not that one-on-one one-on-one beat your man scheme that Arians and Brady ran. Um, Dave's a bright guy. Uh, if you go back and, and read or listen to his interview when he got hired, uh, if he can get buy-in from this group quickly, it'll be interesting. Uh, but I don't see how he overcomes this conundrum at quarterback. So um, I just... Your love for the Bucks for me, just it, I can't buy in. I can't do it. They already have overcome the conundrum. A quarterback they signed, Baker Mayfield. You know, he's <laughs> he's the captain of this ship down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, and he'll be throwing more than six and a half touchdowns to Mike Evans. Okay. And that's plus money at DK, plus 120. I really, really like that number. Not a lot of people believe in Baker Mayfield, but I do. And I think Mike Evans, uh, you know, will, will catch seven or more touchdown passes, especially the plus money. That, that feels good. And I, I think these guys are going to be in more games, um, you know, than than what we think. Uh, so, Vince, I, I, I'm I'm stuck on the over, and, and you can't talk okay. me out of it. That's okay. I will take the under on both the wins and Mike Evans touchdowns. You're going to take the under. I'm going to take the under, Phil. Man, yeah. you might have it have it wrapped up by the time they get to Philadelphia in Week Three. This guy runs through two torn hamstrings every year. Seems to never sit the sit the uh, single play out. I think at uh, 29 years old, this is finally the year that uh, you know his hammies and his quarterbacks catch up with him. All right. Well, maybe we can agree on the the Panthers here, Vince. Uh, welcome, Frank Reich. Uh, mm. They made some moves here, Vince. They got Bryce they Young. They got Bryce they Young. Do. You know, but he has a very slight build. Will he be able to hold up in the NFL? They traded C-Mac. DJ Moore is gone. They added mm-hmm. Andy Dalton. Vince, this team feels like a mess, and their win total is set at 7.5. You can have the over if you're a nut job at minus 115. You can have the under at even money 
yes on the playoffs is plus 200. So you can set that on fire or you could take no minus 200 at MGM. What do you think about the Carolina Panthers? Uh, absolutely under on the win total. Um, but, but I disagree. Not an absolute mess. New look Panthers, uh, virtually brand new coaching staff from top to bottom led by Frank. I know you're not a fan of him, but Phil, I think he just made a huge mistake bringing Carson with him to Indy. Okay. Frank underestimated his own coaching greatness and misappropriated it to Carson. Uh, I'm personally excited to see what he does with a brand new ball of clay. Uh, Number one overall pick, of course, Bryce Young. Um, Probably will challenge Bijan for offensive rookie of the year this year. Um, Although uh, that's probably a runaway job. Um, And I like the Dalton move, you know, bring in Dalton to show him the ropes to the NFL, um, you know, show him how to use the handicap spot out out front. And, you know, they traded DJs, DJ Chark uh, in exchange for, uh, for DJ Moore. Probably not a great trade there, Uh, but Adam Thielen and DJ, look, they're going to give him some dependable hands and receivers, a good confidence building move by the organization for Bryce. Um, But, you know, the addition of Hayden Hurst is a little puzzling to me. Graded out as one of the worst pass blocking tight ends last year uh, for a Panthers offensive line that was already the fifth fifth worst in the league for pass blocking. Um, So didn't really do much either to address the line in the offseason. So maybe they expect Bryce to just be running for his life regardless and want a big body receiver for him. Uh, That one was a little bit of a head scratcher for me. Yeah. uh, And like I said, he's not, he's not a huge guy. So um, how many hits in the NFL can he take? And also just building off of it, Vince, their, their offensive line is, is really not that great. And their weapons are just awful. Uh, Adam Thielen is probably on his last legs in the NFL. DJ Chark is one of the worst route runners in NFL history. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., you know, not much there. I did like LaVisca Chenault in college, uh, but he hasn't hasn't shown much in the NFL. Um, they made a, a big signing with Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you, you, you got to think that they'll, they'll try and hitch their wagon to this guy. They have Chubba Hubbard, who had some success last year. But my my biggest prop play with the Panthers actually involves Miles Sanders. Okay, I'm going to be on his unders, Vince, uh, especially on his under 925 and a half yards uh, for his season rushing yards. Um, here's why: so last year, you know, he he easily eclipsed that number, but it was behind one of the best offensive lines. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. Eagles they are fantastic up front. They also had the threat of Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, his legs. So that mm-hmm. created some, some, um, uh, you know, you didn't know when the carries were coming and you didn't know who was carrying the ball. But mm-hmm. with this Panthers team, Bryce Young is not the same sort of quarterback that Jalen Hurts is. So that, that threat to run is, is all but zero. So <laughs> I think these are two completely separate situations. And Miles Sanders under 925 and a half yards is where I'm laying the loot. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the over, Phil. Son of a gun, Bryce. Bryce, uh, you know, in spite of what you may have heard, um, he likes to stay in the pocket. Uh, he's a guy that likes to stay in the pocket, and he'll go get some yards if he needs to. Um, you know, I, I don't see that being as big of a deal. I, I think you, you heard the team come out last week, I think it was, and say that we're going to use Miles as a three-down back. We know we can catch the ball. At least I do. I've seen him do it. Um, 
you know, I think a lot of folks are grading him out of the same amount of receptions basically as he had every year in Philly. I think that's, that's something I might look at. Um, I didn't look at it ahead of this. I wish I did, but um, receptions there could be a play. Um, yeah, I'll take the over. Well, all right. So we will always have the the Carolina Panthers under win total. Cause I do agree with you there. That is some easy money. I'm on the under yes. seven and a half. So uh, we'll, we'll have that one together. Okay. Nice. Um, let's talk about these Atlanta Falcons, Vince. Their win total is set at eight and a half. The over is minus 118. The under plus 120. Playoffs, yes, plus 120. No, minus 127. Um, what do you what do you see with this Falcons team? And I'll I'll just I'll hold judgment until after you uh you lay the line. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm getting set up here. I love it. Uh I will I will say, you know, Arthur Smith heading into his third year. Um, with OC Dave Ragone, I think they're going to have a lot of fun running this offense this year. Could be sneaky good, um, you know, depending on obviously how Ritter how he how he goes. Um, so he started the last four games. He won two of them. Did have a game winning drive on one of them. Uh, so there's a little bit to build on there. He also didn't have Kyle Pitts or a guy named Bijan Robinson. So that's an interesting storyline. I think um, new defensive coordinator. Came over from New Orleans where that D-line was something to behold with Cameron Jordan. Um, but he's inheriting a top five, excuse me, a bottom five defense. And he'll have, but he'll have a lot to practice against, right, with some young, talented offensive weapons. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that group bounce back. Um, last time I checked, the win line was eight and a half. Phil, I just, uh, I think it's perfectly reflecting a great offense and a relatively easier schedule. So I've got no value there. I agree. No value. Uh, I would lean the under, but I'm not I'm not getting to the window with it. Like you said, uh, they've got the second easiest schedule in the NFL this year as it no. stands. Uh, and, and you know, that could be just what the doctor ordered for Desmond Ritter. I don't particularly care for Desmond Ritter. Um, and, you know, I think the Falcons made a, a very strategic error here by drafting Bijan Robinson so high, number eight overall. They have so many other holes. Um on the defensive side of the ball specifically, you know, they, they, they should have addressed those through the draft. I mean, they, they tried to piece it together. They brought in Bud Dupree, uh, Jesse Bates at safety, Clayus Campbell. He's a hundred years old, uh, Jeff Akuda at cornerback. Um, you know, and, and just this Falcons team, man, I, I don't understand the offensive mindset as well. They, they have never used Kyle Pitts, you know, correctly. I mean, the guy is an athletic freak show, and, yep. you know, they use him as a decoy. I just, I, I don't understand it. Um, you had one of the best Swiss army knives in the NFL with Cordero Patterson. What role is he going to play this year? Now that you brought in Bijan Robinson, uh, Tyler Algier seemed to be like a pretty nice piece. It, so it just, the, the tactical moves that they're making just don't make any sense to me, but they do have the easier schedule this year. So uh, the eight and a half feels like a fair price. I, I just, I can't get to the window you know, on any sort of prop with this Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah. You know, I'll take Bijan over 1100 yards on the mm. ground. Alger topped a thousand last year with basically the same offensive line. Um, there could be a little Algier baked into this line. I, I don't know. I just don't see him stealing that much time uh, with that kind of draft capital um, barring injury. Give me Bijan plus a hundred over 1100 yards. Oh, that's, it's uh, it's pretty nice. Um, that that feels like a good play. I mean, there's a, a lot of talk about him being the offensive rookie of the year. Um, 
So, you know, six in one hand, half dozen in the other, that, that feels like a, like a nice play, especially since they drafted him so high, they better use him. But I mean, they did the same thing with Kyle Pitts. So I, I just, I kind of worry about, you know, how much brain power is in this, this coaching staff. Different position, different need, different usage last year. You know, I think talking about Pitts is a different conversation than Bijan. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's talk about the Saints. You know, they uh, this is a this is a team here. Uh, they are priced to win the division. Their win total is set at nine and a half. The over plus one fifteen. The under minus one twenty. Playoffs, yes, minus one sixty. No, plus one fifty two. There are some problems on this team. How do you feel about them? You know, I had an opinion on the Saints before I did my research uh, coming into their offseason. My opinion is significantly worse. <laughs> uh, I'm just not sure what this team's identity is. And, and, you know, I'm not sure all the way up to the top that owner Gail Benson knows either since she inherited the team. I mean, I, did you know that, that Mickey Loomis, their GM, at one point was also the, uh, the, the director of football or, excuse me, basketball? operations for the New Orleans Pelicans while whilst being general manager of the New Orleans Saints whilst whilst whilst? I I have no idea but that that feels like too many jobs you know I I struggle you know doing podcasts at night and then working for the government in the day that's insane to me you know you got an offensive coordinator in Pete Carmichael he's been 15 years in a row as our offensive coordinator this is insane to me this sounds like maybe Mickey was too busy with the Pelicans and forgot to look and see, you know, who his offensive coordinator was. This is an insane organizational structure to me. This is this is essentially, um, you know, I'd be I'd be pissed as a Saints fan, frankly, especially yeah. for an offense that's been middle of the pack, virtually every offensive stat for the last couple of years. Uh, look, he he had a great run with Breeze and Company, but the glory days are over. They've got the sixth most players over thirty years old in the league. They had the oldest snap-adjusted roster age in 2022 at 27.6 years old. Whoa. And that was before they brought in 32-year-old quarterback Derek Carr and 36-year-old reboot Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy so, Graham's back, huh? Listen, this is if this organization wants to get back to another Super Bowl, uh, Mrs. Benson needs to look herself in the mirror and, uh, and, and Mickey Loomis out the front door. I hear you. I mean, there is... There's a couple pieces that I like on the Saints team, um, but it, you have to squint real hard. I mean, they were minus 11 last year in turnover differential. Um, you have to think that Derek Carr is probably an upgrade over Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, the Andy Dalton platoon, those three idiots. Um, but he doesn't really protect the ball quite as, you know, quite as much as an, an elite talent would. Um, Alvin Kamara, he suspended the first three games. They did bring in Jamal Williams uh, from Detroit. He had a thousand yards last year, seventeen touchdowns. He was sort of a, a touchdown vulture on the on the uh, Lions last year. Um, the one big piece they have is Chris Olave. He is entering mm-hmm. his second season, and uh, you know I, I expect him to to really break out, especially if Michael Thomas can at least be a shell of him, his old self. Uh, you know that way it'll take some of the the heat off of Alave and they, they can sort of uh, work both of those receivers. Uh, Alave had 119 targets last year, 72 grabs, 1,042 yards, um, but I think only four touchdowns. So my play 
is, you know, with with Derek Carr instead of the the three headed monster of Winston Taysom Hill and Andy Dalton, I think Chris Olave can get over a thousand and fifteen and a half yards and also over five and a half touchdowns. The five and a half touchdowns was my play, Phil. Uh, love, love, love Chris Olave, especially for fantasy players out there. Uh, I'm a sucker for second year wide receivers. That's when we typically see them take the biggest leap. There's already a buzz about the chemistry between him and Carr. Uh, probably eating some breakfast together. So I'm all about plus 100 mm-hmm. is what I see it at. Five and a half touchdowns. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm in on that. And I would be remiss if I didn't point out that Notre Dame's all-time sack leader, Isaiah Foskey, <laughs> yeah. you know, is joining this Saints defense this it year is. as a rookie. Uh, yep. You know, he'll be joining the likes of Cam Jordan, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Mm-hmm. I I'd sort of forgot that he was on this team. Uh, Marshawn mm-hmm. Lattimore should be back. Uh, so those three guys should anchor a Saints defense that hopefully is a little bit better if you know as long as they stay healthy. Um, this win total, I can't I can't get to a side. I, I certainly can't play that playoffs. Yes, at minus one sixty, um, you know the conference winner, Super Bowl winner. I, I don't I don't think any Super Bowl winner comes out of this division. So uh, I'm just gonna play the Olave props. Yeah, last I saw the line was at nine and a half. So I, uh, you know, value there for me, um, you know, with the, the, the Kamara saga finally over in three game suspension, Jamal Williams will take on a big role, but you know, what has he got? You know, it's a shame to see Eno Benjamin tear his Achilles uh, last today. week. Or, yeah. Yeah. Whenever that was, that's uh, I was actually picking him as a, a sneaky, good off season signing, especially for, for fantasy. Uh, so you hate to see that for such a young kid, he was 24. So there goes their only other player under 30. Uh, <laughs> good start for the Saints. They're just getting older, you know. Just getting older. Just getting older, you know, every day. But uh, yeah, so that, that's all I got. Do you have any other predictions for this NFC South? Um, not for the South, but I'll tell you what I will give you. Do it. My birds have their first preseason game on Saturday on the road against the Ravens. Um, and this means John Harbaugh's historic 23-game preseason winning streak is on the line, Phil. He loves to win in the preseason. I, I'll tell you, I, I hate betting against my birds even in the preseason, but my my locked and loaded preseason week one pick is for the Ravens to make it 24 in a row. Uh, if you can find the Ravens laying three, I don't know if you're going to be able to find that or not, but uh, that's my that's my pick. I, I like it. I like it. You know, the, the Ravens, everybody knows it. So it's it's basically us against the big the big buildings in the desert on this one. Uh, they will mm-hmm. be the, the biggest Eagles fans, you know, on the planet. And all of the public will be on the Ravens. And, you know, why, why not? You know, I, I you know what looks like it might be over, Phil. The get, so we were at uh, we were at three and a half laying three and a half yesterday. We're already at six. Six. Wow. OK, <laughs> these these preseason lines are kind of volatile. Uh, might be time to to step in front of that hardball train and uh, uh, you know maybe maybe grab the six. I, I don't know. We'll have to talk about that one in the book club later. But join the book club at the Degens T H E D E G E N S dot net. That is our private Discord server where you can get all of these plays plus more. Arch has full baseball cards every single day. We've got soccer with the World Cup uh, going on. Darts, ping pong. Steve posts golf plays for every golf tournament every day. Also, though, you will get all of the racing plays before they go public on Twitter or CBS or wherever else they get they get poured out to. You will get them first. 
It's a three-day free trial, 25 bucks a month after that. Join the book club and have a great night. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents. 